Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, for another episode of Every Given Sunday Fantasy Football Podcast. This time we have another evening episode for you guys. I'm here with Brandon Harewood, Michael Tilly. How are we doing this evening? Ready to cook the Jamar Chase fan club. <laughs> I'm doing good. It seems like I'm going to have to defend myself a lot on this episode, so I'm prepared, I guess. Well, all I can say is, tuck your shirts in, <laughs> let's ride. Let's get into early news, boys. Um, first piece of news we'll start off with is that Julio Jones signed, I believe, a one-year deal. Somebody correct me if I'm wrong. One-year deal with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I'm not sure what the money was. Nobody cares. We're talking about fantasy football here. Um, let's get right to it. I'll let anyone of you take the floor. Where are you at? Does this take off anything from Godwin, Mike Evans? Does it scare you for anyone? Does it excite you for Julio? Mm, let me see how week one goes. I'll be too late uh, then, brother. It could be, honestly. I mean, I think when you're messing with Tom Brady, I think anything is possible in that type of situation. That's what I was um, thinking. Anything's possible. And I didn't care that much at first until I seen that clip of Julio Jones. Uh, I think he caught one in the end zone today during some type of scrimmage. I don't know what they were doing. He caught. Nobody was gone. Man, I'm a, no, was okay. there no defense? Or, or, okay. I don't know what the situation was. I, I see him catch the ball. A nice Tom okay. Brady ball. I mean, I'll just go ahead and uh, – <laughs> I'll just fuel the fire here and Julio Jones getting involved early in camp. As he should. Veteran. It shouldn't be a surprise. I mean, I, we, I think he's going to be a red zone guy. Absolutely. I think he might possibly have a chance to have the most touchdowns in his career. Possibly. This might sound weird. He's like having a way bigger, faster tight end just at receiver. That's what I was literally thinking. He's like, Gronk's gone, so this is who's going to replace those touchdowns. I'll also mention this in his last shoot, in his last three healthy seasons, he's finished seventh, fourth, and third at wide receiver position. What so, years were those? 2019? Uh, 17, 18, 19, 20, 20, and 2021. We'll, we'll, talk about, we'll talk about those fantasy finishes. You've been hurt the last bit. two years. <laughs> but I mean, you know, you know, you know, I'm about to fight you, right? <laughs> it, it had to be mentioned, man. It had to be mentioned. No, it didn't. It's disgusting. Anyhow. <laughs> Anyhow. On to the second piece of news. Might as well stay along the lines of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Coming in, number two, we have Chris Godwin for our second piece of news of the day. Um, he's cleared for training camp. We don't know if that means he's clear for week one. Or <laughs> let's be let's be clear. We all don't think he's gonna play any preseason whatsoever, right? Like I don't think that's possible. Uh-huh. Okay. So maybe he'll play. I think, and this is the thing, if they don't want to rush him, I think best case. He'll be back by week four or five if he's as healthy as they say he is right now. Yeah, I, I mean, if understand. he if he's back week four, what if he's back before then? Say he plays the whole season. Do you guys think is he he'll healthy be, though? Yeah, but I say this is a guy he tore his ACL. I mean, we've been talking about can't, a lot can't of can't assume inju- can't assume injuries. No, 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 I'm not assuming injuries. I'm saying is he completely healthy? Is he where yeah. we want him to be from this injury? Okay, if he comes back healthy week three, where does he finish? Shoot, sure. he, he guaranteed he's top twenty four. If he if he's like, I'll say that for sure. I think if he's fully healthy in his offense, he will demand the most targets in his offense. I just think that's how it'll go. I agree for Tom's play style. One hundred percent agree. But, but shoot, I mean, last thing I'll say on this: Tom Brady about to have Julio Jones, Mike Evans, and and Chris Godwin. That's that's crazy. <laughs> and sadly, they're going to be weeks. Cameron Brake's going to be one of the top three, four, five tight ends in a week. Uh, somehow, yeah. it's going to work out there. It's Tom Brady. Getting into the next piece of news. Coming in, we have DK Metcalf, who just signed his uh, three-year $72 million. Is that an extension or a new deal? Let me make sure I'm not messing that up. Tilly, you know better than me. It's an extension. Extension. Okay, so three-year $72 million extension. Fifty-eight point two million guaranteed. Until he said he had the highest money ever from any receiver ever guaranteed. Um, yeah, until he's the big fanboy here. So I, I like to pass off my co-host from there. No, it's all good. I mean, we talked about him last episode, and it just makes me even more excited for him because they're not going to give you that much money in a thirty million dollars signing bonus to not make sure that you're getting the ball. 
or you're not a focal point of the offense. That's all. Well, I guess I'll just say you already said it to you before the episode. So it's where I make it quick. But what is your kickback when I'm saying AJ Brown's getting $100 million? And not saying you hate him, but you don't love him either. I just, I think Philadelphia is going to be more reliant on the. Okay. I think that Philadelphia is going to have more rushing attempts inside the red zone. And I also think that Philly's touchdowns are going to come from closer. So there's going to be more Jalen Hurts scrambles. There's going to be more Miles Sanders touchdowns, that Kenneth Gainwell touchdowns. Whereas in Seattle, they're going to have to score. I guarantee you DK Metcalf is going to have to score some long touchdowns. He's going to have to beat some guy down the field. And when they're in the red zone, if they stack the box against Penny and you leave DK one-on-one, who's DK arguably has the best wide receiver frame, one of them in the NFL, what's stopping them? So where are you at with Geno Smith? Because it's apparent as of right now, he it's his job to lose. So when you're losing by 30 points every game, I don't really care who the quarterback is as long as you can throw the ball somewhere near him. Fair enough. So you think he'll make up for a lot of garbage yard time? Or? I think great receivers make great plays when they have to, and I think that DK has all the measurables to be a great receiver. Okay. Last question, and we can move on. DK was already inconsistent enough with Russ. Are you worried without him? That's a real thing. I mean, he was very inconsistent with Russ, so... I think part of that's also because Russ and Tyler Lockett had this connection before DK got in the league. It's a fresh – Gino doesn't have that connection with Tyler Lockett necessarily. Fair enough. Um, yeah, we're going to get our hand game to our top 12, which you guys have been waiting for. I'm not going to lie. I'm sorry, kids. I'm bricked up. Like, coming into these, these next two right here, I'm not going to lie to you. We got Michael Pittman coming in at number twelve with the Indianapolis Colts. Oh yeah. No, let, oh, let's yeah. let's let's let the Matt Ryan guy take over. <laughs> I'll, I'll pass it on. No, nah, just let's be quick here. He got a new court. He's got the best quarterback of his career. The Matt Ryan hyper targets. <laughs> just so you guys can have some numbers to back this up. Of the completions that Matt Ryan threw in 2017, 26% went to Julio Jones. 2018, 26% went to Julio Jones. 2019, 25%, and 2020, Calvin Ridley got 22%. Yeah. Of the touchdowns in 2020, Calvin Ridley got 34%. 2019, Julio, 23. 2018, 22. 2017, 15. But that's because Julio had the lowest touchdowns he's ever had in his career. And I'll finish off with the yards. Every single year from 2017 to 2020, either Calvin Ridley or Julio Jones had over 30% of Matt Ryan's passing yards. So, hop aboard the train before it leaves the station. <laughs> Michael Pittman's floor is the safest that we're going to mention, probably. So, I'm just going to say he stole my my guy. We're not in the my guy episode, though. Not yet. We'll go ahead, be what? I was say you claiming him as a my guy, Tilly? Go ahead, steal him from me. Go, go ahead. <laughs> no. Nah, I mean, Tilly basically mentioned almost everything. Um, I think Michael Pittman is going to be a very hyper-targeted guy this upcoming season. I think Tilly threw out the projection of probably around 140-target guy. I mean, if he's getting that with better quality quarterback play this year, I don't see why he couldn't finish higher than he did last year. And I feel like this team is really going to dominate their division and going to be a really high-powered offense. So I really like Michael Pittman a lot. But what worries me is they're going to be high power but steady. That like that's not encouraging. Yeah. You know, like, because if you are going not zero wide receiver, but if you're going running back heavy early, Michael Pittman is likely to be your wide receiver one. I'm just going to be honest with you. Like if you go three running backs in the first four rounds. Um. Yeah. So, the one the one thing I love though he got 130 targets last yeah. year. But that's 129. I'm sorry. Let me be accurate. 129 targets and only 88 catches. That should exceed up. Like if he can get, if he can even get near 120, I expect him to be near the 95 to 100 catch range. And seven, and those seven to 12 catches can make a completely different, a completely different finish and where he's completely. I'm at. just but, gonna go ahead and uh, say it here. He got 30 percent of Carson Wentz targets last or yards last year. If he has 30 percent of Matt Ryan's tar- or yards 
in 2020, the last season with one of his favorite wide receivers. He'll finish with close to 1,400 yards this year. But that's my problem. Like I always say, we have to really look and do it. Like they are going to be a very run-heavy offense. This is going to be – okay, let me put it this way. This is yeah. by far, head and shoulders, not even close, going to be the most heavy run offense Matt Ryan's ever been in. Yeah, um, and Michael Pittman is not a big, like, down-the-field guy, so it's like – I think it's going to open up opportunities for him. No, no, no. And I'm definitely not knocking whatsoever. I just need, you know, we're all on here. I want us all to understand the perspective. Like, this is going to be 10 times different than any offense Matt Ryan's ever played in. He's still going to be a good quarterback. Nobody's denying that. He's going to throw the ball. He's a good gunslinger. That's fine. But my uh, my uh, friend is competing for the Colts kicking job. So you want me to ask him what the what the camp vibes are? Yes, yes. Get yes. my boy on as well. Whatever <laughs> that works. Yeah. yeah, get that. Get get him on. Get my boy on. You gonna shout him out or whatever his name? You gonna shout yeah, him Jake out? Jake Verity. I mean, yeah. Once he wins the job, you'll hear a nice intro from him. <laughs> Shout out to Jake Verity. Good luck to you, my brother. Um, okay. Well, uh, like I said, for Michael Pittman, I don't know. Like I said, until he's going to dominate the, the um, target share. He's going to dominate most of the air yards, most likely. Who's the number two right now? Like, are we assuming it's Alec it's Pierce? Paris, it's Paris Campbell, probably. Yeah, it's Paris Campbell. They spent, right they spent a day two pick on Alec Pierce, though. He's the number three on the, on the depth chart. On our roster, that's what I'm saying. That's what it says. Yeah. But we had this pair of camera thing. He was great in training camp. He was great in training camp. We've had the same thing for three or four years. Nothing ever happens. Do y'all have so any faith in Jack Doyle? Uh, I know this is random. I don't know why I just brought him up. Outside of Michael Pittman, the only other receiving option I want in there possibly is Naheem Hines. That's it. There's no other receiving option I really want other than Michael Pittman and Naheem Hines. Jack Doyle would – like, if I've been in drafts where they go 15 rounds. Nobody's drafting Jack Doyle. Well, going right into number 11, we have T. Higgins of the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, excuse my language, but fuck everybody else. I got to talk. Listen, <laughs> the point being is here, I'm just going to be honest with you. If you don't draft T. Higgins, I'm sorry. If anybody's been following along with us last year, T. Higgins this year is what – he's my CD of this year. Like, if anybody knows how I felt about CD last year, he is my CD of this year. The upside is all the world there. And I'm just going to go ahead and make this clear early. He probably is a my guy. And one of my bold predictions is, and I feel like I've said it to the guys multiple times, T. Higgins will outscore Jamar Chase. I won't I, be surprised. I, 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 I won't be surprised either. And, and I'm saying that now. T. Higgins will outscore Jamar Chase. Brandon, that is directly for you. I, I do not agree. <laughs> I don't give a damn. I don't give a damn what you believe. Listen, the point being <laughs> He had 110 targets. In the first two years, you can't lie, he's been pretty consistent. He's at 108 and 110. And he only played 14 games. So, technically, he was on a higher pace, like, for yard, I mean, targets per game. He finished with 1,091. Dog. He averaged 14.7 yards a catch. He's giving you a, a first down and a half every single time he touches the ball damn near. And he has six touchdowns. We talk about this all the time with guys. I don't see why that can't be eight or ten. Like, what, what if Jamar is the one who has seven and T. Higgins has 11? I, I don't see a world where that's impossible. Maybe that's just me. But I'm not, Brandon's not down on T. Higgins. He's just more up on Jamar Chase. So it kind of would knock his argument. No, I, I like everything you said because it, it collides with Jamar Chase. So I'm actually, you're, you're almost talking to my guy as well. So here's, here's my question <laughs> When does his ADP get too high for you, Joe? Okay. Are you on four for four? I'm on sleeper right now. He's at 33.6. You said 33.6? Yeah. Okay. So I'm on the four for four. He's even higher than that. He's 28 right now. So I just, I don't understand how, like, this is why we need, like, this is a side note to everybody listening. Kind of need to do our own projections sometimes because, like, sleeper hasn't statted for 11 or 1,160 yards. When he had 1,091 last year, and he only played in 14 games, so like, I I don't. The biggest concern is the pace of play that the Bengals have. Yes, they play. So they I think they had the slowest pace of play in the NFL last year. Yeah, um, and that's why these guys know we've talked about it. B Woods on the Joe Burrow train again. 
but the pace of play concerns me to be able to um, supply enough for two wide receivers finish top 12. And clearly you guys know. We'll get, when we get to Jamar Chase, we'll talk more about my concerns with Jamar Chase, but I think that both of the Bengals' guys' floors are in the top 24, but I think they're kind of closer to the bottom half. And that's because I think the pace of play and I think the Bengals are going to try to continue to establish Joe Mixon. Yeah, I think that was a really fair point you brought up at the end there. Like, that's – we have both of these guys in the top 12, but they're probably both pretty risky where we have them – mainly just based on volume alone. Um, last year, T. Higgins had 74 catches. I mean, that's asking a lot out of a guy who we want to finish in the top 12 if he's getting 74 catches again. Um, but really, when you're when you're going with these wide receivers for the Bengals, you're really counting on Joe Burrow. You're counting on the efficiency. Um, Joe Burrow's probably the most accurate. I think he was the most accurate quarterback in the league last year. Um, so you're really hoping like those big plays hit again and they're successful as we saw them down the stretch last year. So, I mean, I, I'm here. I'm all here for T. Higgins talent um, here for his, you know, uptick in in uh, fantasy production this year. So I'm all on board. Uh, so we just got to see it. I have one last question before we move on. Would either of you be surprised if T. Higgins finished wide receiver 23? Like, would you be shocked? I wouldn't be shocked because that would just be – I feel like a lot of that would be on Joe Burrow, like just not hitting those throws. I don't think it would be on him not having the talent. But they're not yeah, I'm more like it would be on Joe Burrow than it would be on T against himself. But I wouldn't be – okay, I would be shocked. Like I would be shocked if he finished 23. I would be shocked if he did not finish like definitely inside the top 20. People would say, well, that's only three spots. But we all know that's a big difference. So – I, I would be shocked if he didn't finish in the top 20, honestly. But going into our next guy, coming in at number 10, we have Keenan Allen of the San Diego – well, San Diego, oh, Lord. Los Angeles Chargers now, <laughs> I forgot. Los Angeles Chargers. Um, yeah, I don't know who was the highest on him. I know I had Keenan Allen right at number 10 for me. Um, I don't know what I expect target-wise, but I can say he's been pretty consistent. But 157 targets, that's pretty goddamn high. So – for the most part, I think his floor for me is like 145. I was going to say, this is – I know I just said Michael Pittman's one of the most, like, safest floors, but Keenan Allen is probably, like, your definition of you know what you're getting. Like, he averaged nine and a half fantasy points per game last year, which doesn't sound great, but he only had six touchdowns, and that was the biggest problem with him. I mean, he finished 14th last year with six touchdowns, and there's positive regression – positive like touchdowns coming because I don't think he'll get six again. Eckler took away a lot of touchdowns and like I said, he's got another guy with a really safe floor. Like we just talked T Higgins who's kind of riskier, but like if you're concerned and you already have like a risky guy, like in my opinion, Jamar Chase, Keenan Allen would be a great second wide receiver to have because you know you're gonna get you're gonna get yours every week probably. Yeah, I definitely agree. I mean, when it comes to safety, I feel like you can't go wrong with Keenan Allen. I mean, I feel like he's basically a lock for 100 catches. Um, the, the only issue I have with him, like, just being in top 12, he's – I mean, something that separates him with a lot of these guys, his yards per target isn't really that great. I mean, I think he's just – he's a 30-year-old wide receiver. They're not really going to give him those down-the-field throws that much. So, He's a guy who's going to get those 100 catches, but he's not probably not going to hit that 1,300, 1,400-yard mark. So, if you're really banking on those catches, why well, I feel like it wouldn't change going into this year. And like Tilly said, I think it's a lot of upside for touchdowns too. So, I think he's a really safe guy around this area, especially in PPR. I mean, for me, to make it short and simple, I don't know if the touchdown like upside is completely there. Just because he's never once in his career had double digit touchdowns. But I'm saying I don't think I don't think he'll get less than six. No, yeah, I mean yeah, yeah he's had he's had six four out of the last five seasons. So I mean that, that should be around the area of what you expect. He's gonna be a guy like you tell you say he's gonna be consistent for you every week. You're probably not ever gonna be mad you put him in the lineup in no. a few weeks that it is. You play fantasy football. Nobody you 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 will rarely get a couple of people per season or players that actually perform every single week. But I think, I think his days, uh, there's no, you're not expecting a 30 point game from him anymore. No. 
Like yeah. if you want, if you're looking for the 30 point guy on that team, it's Mike Williams. Or I mean, I'll snack yeah. running back wise, but like, because my only other question to you guys, if not, if you guys don't have anything else to say about it, is they signed Mike Williams to a three year, sixty million deal this off season. When are they gonna? Not necessarily move on, but when is it? Because it's coming soon. Mike Williams will be the number one wide receiver for the Chargers sooner than later. And I'm just that's my only concern. I'm not like super concerned because like I so said, he's safe. But Keenan Allen's years of being the number one guy are probably coming to an end. Yeah, I mean, I think that's honestly started to happen even last year. I mean, I can't remember the exact rankings between these two guys, but I think Mike Williams finished pretty close to him. Slight possibility he might have finished above Keenan Allen. He did. He finished. He finished tenth. Okay. Yeah. So like, it's around that range where like they can both um, finish pretty similarly in uh, in fantasy this year, and I guess that shows how much of a a value Mike Williams is this year, but I wouldn't be surprised if he finished above him again this year. Um, but I think where you get from Keenan Allen is just a lot more security, a lot more targets. Um, but yeah, like I mentioned earlier, you're just not going to get those down the field plays. So you just got to weigh your, weigh your options there. We're all good here. We can go ahead and, uh, well, sorry. Only thing I want to say is, and it's really quick, Brandon made a good point, but if you know anything about fantasy football, if you don't, Thank you for listening. But if you do, or if you're at a like listener or somebody who's played for a while, Keenan Allen's never been a down the field guy. He's always going to be a short intermediate guy. So you know what you're getting every year. Nothing's changed. That's how I'll honestly I'll keep it. But I'm satisfied to have him. He's my wide receiver too every time. I'm okay with that. Okay. So go ahead and going into number nine in our rankings, we have Tyreek Hill of the Miami Dolphins now. That sounds weird saying. <laughs> um, I don't know. Who wants to take a poke at the apple first? I mean, this one's this one's. Uh, I'm excited to see this. It's going to be very interesting to see what happens because they paid him. But I don't know, man. Going from Mahomes, no disrespect to Tua, but Mahomes is arguably one of the best, if not the best, quarterback in the NFL. Second best because you know Josh Allen. But uh, um, it's just like I'm excited to see what happens. Because who who knows? We don't. We could be completely wrong here, especially with the new head coach coming from San Francisco as the offense coordinator. We know how run heavy they were, so I'm I'm excited to see it. I don't. His ADP is too high for me. There's other guys I'd rather take, but it's he's he's going to give you probably a forty point game though. I wouldn't be surprised, but he's also going to give you a six point game. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm not gonna lie. I'm excited to see it, but I'm I'm a, I'm very scared for fantasy. Um, he I will think, not be on my team. I can just tell you that unless yeah, he falls far enough. That's how I'm feeling because, like like you said, like I honestly, well, I, what I will say is I don't think he necessarily needs a Mahomes type quarterback to be. It's like you said, going from a guy like Pat Mahomes to to a. To, to Tua, I'm not going to try to pronounce his last name. But I'm just looking at Tua's career log, and he has dealt with a lot of injuries. But he hasn't thrown more than 16 touchdowns in a season. And he's le- and Tyreek Hill is leaving a guy who is capable of throwing 35-plus touchdowns every season. So it's like I'm not sure if the touchdowns are going to be there. I know for a fact the consistency won't be there. I mean, there's been talk. I know Joe gets on Tyreek Hill already a lot about his consistency, like, who knows what will be this year? I mean, he like you say, he could give you that thirty point game, but he might not. I mean, two is a guy who d- rarely throws over two touchdowns a game, so I I don't know. It's all to his to his shoulders, but I, I do believe in the talent of Tyreek Hill, which is why we do have him here. For me, it's similar, and we're gonna say this a lot because this is probably the biggest payday we've ever seen in the off season for this many receivers, and we're probably ever gonna see ever, most likely. But literally, he got paid $130 million, $120 million, whatever it was, like, to be exact. Um, like, I, I just don't know why you would trade for that type of receiver. And But the problem is, so you sign a coach who kind of takes from the Shanahan tree, and he probably might be a little run more, a little more run heavy. But I'm not quite understanding when you sign a receiver for $130 million where you're going with this. So it kind of throws me off completely. But I, I don't know. I believe in the talent, and it's just for two. It's like – People talk about Jalen Hurts a lot, and it's like 
oh, yeah, the Eagles could be like a crazy team if Jalen Hurts play. The Dolphins go the same way. If Tua is playing like a top 10 quarterback in the NFL, the Dolphins are probably one of the best teams in the league. I'm being honest, like from top to bottom. Yeah. And it's like, I don't, I, so I don't know, but like Tua for me is going to be a big thing on him, like if it matters. But as long if he just gets the touches he needs, I'm not worried about if they're downfield or not all the time. I guess that's where I am exactly with Tyreek. As long as the ball just gets in his hand, he can make it happen. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I'm good. Sorry. Okay. Go ahead and get into number eight in our list. We have Debo Samuel coming in, uh, the San Francisco 49ers. Yeah, I don't know what we all had Debo, but let's be honest. We don't know if Debo's going to be traded right now. They said, I guess as far as I've been reading, he's possible to still sign a contract extension. And him and Shanahan have been talking, you know, trying to, just, you know, see how things go, but. I saw a report yeah, yeah. that him and Shanahan were working on the side during camp. Yeah. So like, I mean, what does that say to you? Like I don't I don't know. He had more rushing touchdowns last year than receiving. That's the only concerning thing about him to me. Yeah. I mean, that's concerning, but he makes up I mean, he does make up for that rushing kind of lack that we're anticipating this year. He did, he did have fourteen hundred receiving yards. Six touch and six touchdowns. So I don't know how repeatable that is. I know we talked a lot about like we debate a lot about like guys like Mike Evans, Jamar Chase. He only had 77 catches, but got 1,400 receiving yards. I'm pretty sure he had the highest like yards per catch rate in the league. Do you guys think that's repeatable again with Trey Lance? I mean, we'll see. Um, I'm not going to lie, before this episode started, Sleeper sent a notification saying Brandon Ayuk to benefit from Trey Lance news. The Trey Lance is what makes it mixy for me. Yeah. Jimmy Garoppolo is a better passer than Trey Lance. I can, I mean, I'm assuming. I might be wrong, but the past two times Jimmy Garoppolo is the starting QB that went to the Super Bowl and then went to the conference championship. So. Yeah, I mean, just looking at it, how, like you said, I mean, it's kind of hard from a team perspective. But if you're talking from a fantasy perspective, we all want Trey Lance, like for sure. Nobody's denying that. Yeah. But what I, what I have seen his last season, like the rookie offseason coming in, in this offseason, Ayuk is his guy. Like, like he really <laughs> likes Ayuk. Like from, from what I can tell in camp and what I hear and from the highlights I watch, like a lot of them are too Ayuk. And I'm not saying that means Debo won't be involved. I'm just saying that means – Ayuk will be more involved than people think. Ayuk could end up being one of the better steals in the draft, even if Trey Lance is not consistent from a completion percentage perspective. Like, he still could be one of the biggest steals. I think that the, like, last thing about Debo for me, well, A, he had the second highest or third highest fantasy points per game last year of a wide receiver at 16.6. But the only other thing about the 49ers is they will always be run first. I don't care what you say. As long as Shanahan is still the coach, they will always be run first. So that's just something that I always think about with Debo. But the problem is a lot of these touchdowns come from those running backs being hurt, and then he had to be in that situation. Now he made it clear he doesn't want to be in that situation. Yeah. So That's why we've got 16 running backs in the backfield. And now Debo's probably not going to run the ball as much. So that definitely – I don't care what anyone says. That has to take away from his upside of some shape. They're probably going like to sign Todd Gurley or something. Okay, here you go. Yeah. I think you should still, like, I, I would draft Debo, but draft him with caution that you may not get the upside that you're expecting to get. I don't you know? I don't think yeah. there's any chance you get 16.6 fantasy points a game again this next I year. I think it'll be down to maybe, shit, call me whatever, but it'll be down to 10 to 12. I, I would say he probably has the lowest. Do you feel like he has the lowest floor in our top 10? Mm. Mm. You joke about it, but he could. I think he's. I, the, I think I think he's close to the lowest floor. I'm saying other. he could. I'm not saying he does, but he could. I know who you're thinking, Tilly. <laughs> yeah, they'll find out in a little bit. <laughs> okay. But okay, now we're all good on Debo. Take I'll Debo with caution. Up. I would still take him, but take him with caution is what I would tell you. Go like, and turn me up with the next one. <laughs> Now, now it gets juicy. Yeah, there we I will go. say that. This is where it gets juicy. 
Coming in at number seven, we have Mr. C.D. Lamb of the Dallas Cowboys. Hey, look. Now I'm going to let the biggest hater. Oh, no, 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 no. No, no. I'm going to let the biggest hater of all time talk about him. Now he has his favorite Hold on. Hold on. I was a hater last year. That's what I was about to say. But this year, I haven't hated at all. The offseason started. I didn't hate at all. I was not a hater. You joining the train? For everyone at home, I, I statted out the CD Lamb season this year. I saw the future. <laughs> if y'all really want to know, we're looking at a hundred. Looking, looking at one hundred forty projected targets, ninety-one to ninety-two receptions, over twelve hundred yards, and seven to eight touchdowns. Just so, now, just now, CD Lamb is going to win you a championship this year. <laughs> so, let's talk about it. 140 targets for only 97 catches. What's going on? What do you mean, what's going on? I did the math, man. That's 50 missed catches. Not saying they're all on him, but that's 50 missed chances. What's going on? N- noodle arms back there. <laughs> do not noodle, call that. Noodle, noodle, noodle elbow? Noodle elbow. <laughs> Listen. Anyhow, I'm all in on CD again. Don't know if oh it was from as high as receiver seven, but yeah, I think his ceiling is anywhere between wide receiver five or lower. Like, that's probably where my ceiling is for him. So it's not, like, absurd. I had CD at number eight in my ranking, so it's not far off where I had him. But I, it just scares me. I don't know, like, what if the Cowboys actually just, like, they have all the talent in the world, but if they're not good? like And they just feed Zeke? I about to say, even if they're not good, those two guys, he's still the only receiver on the on the roster that matters. Yeah. Fuck that. They gave Michael Gallup $72 million. I don't care what y'all talking about. Y'all can say whatever y'all want by name brand. I didn't pay anybody $70 million for me not to get them involved. I'll be damned. Oh, well, that's interesting because uh, before the episode, you weren't on the DK hype, but they paid him $70 million. No, no, yeah, no, 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 yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, See, no, yeah. no, no, no. Yeah. Now you over here sound like Skip Bayless. No, no, no. Let me talk to you. See, because now, no, don't use my own, don't use my own stuff against me. All I'm saying to you was, you were down on AJ Brown, but you were up on DK. I didn't say anything about DK. I'm saying they really paid Gallup seventy million dollars of a torn ACL. He's still not healthy. It doesn't matter. They paid that man seventy million dollars. Are you playing? Are you paying somebody involved. $70 million and expected not to be? This is what's going to happen. Organization? This is what's going to happen. Amari Cooper left. CD takes Amari Cooper's spot. Then Gallup comes and, and takes CD's spot. No, no, and that's what I'm saying. That, that, can, that can, he can, he can have two valuable wide receivers. I mean, CD finished number 17 last year. No, no, no. I, no, I'm agreeing with that. I'm just saying don't make it seem like it's not any competition is all I'm saying. For number one? No, no, not number one. I'm saying in general. If you're number one wide receivers on a rookie deal and you pay your number two wide receivers $70 million. No, I get that. I get that. I want to know what kind of You do not just pay him $70 million to not make sure you at least try to get him involved. I want to know what kind of bag Jerry Jones is going to throw at CD in two years. My point. So you're going to have two $70 million receivers. We'll see. There's... My point. So Gallup has to be somewhere. He doesn't have. I'm not acting like he has to be the best number two wide receiver of all time. I'm just saying. CD is still going to get his targets, and I love CD. But let's not act like and be well. You the first. I'm on a Dalton Schultz train. So I am on a Dalton Schultz train. Where, where the hell are all these targets going? That we're acting like people are not there. They going to CD. Okay, so if Dalton Schultz. If you might go, Dalton Schultz can do it. Dalton Schultz was the number two tight end last year. He can do it again. Okay. So let's say Dalton Schultz gets his fair share. Number three. I think it's top three. I think it's top three. Unless Michael Gallagher gets his fair share of targets. Okay. Is it fair to say CD is similar to where he was at now? Like, or. There's no way CD's targets are staying the same as they were last year. Even after they said they would like to kind of somewhat get back to how they used to be. Bro. That has been clearly last said. Year, I'm just asking. Amari Cooper had 103 targets last year. Cedric Wilson had 61 targets last year. The, all that is vacated. 
Hold on, look going... at that. Hold on. Back to my back to my statage. I didn't even stat out the Cedric Wilson targets, too. I forgot about him. So that was just, that, that that's, was 160, that's 166 targets that are missing. And look, Cedric Wilson has six touchdowns. Amari Cooper had eight touchdowns last year. Oh. Listen, I'm not Fire here to up. be the CD damn downer. I am just saying to people, I am not here to be <laughs> the damn downer. I am saying there is a world where maybe he's not as super hyper explosive. I just try to get people the other side of the coin sometimes. And I love him more than anybody, but I'm just trying to give y'all the other side of the coin in case that happens. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It could be a thing like that. But target wise, I think he'll get the same amount of volume as somebody like Keen Allen, who we just kind of stat out. And I think he'll do more of his targets. So that's how that, that, that's fair. That's fair. So we're all good on CD. Take CD everywhere. Nobody, we all love CD here. So just take CD everywhere. Come for podcast EGS. Coming in number six, we have uh, Michael Evans um, from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. <laughs> I think this is a guy we're all super hype on. Like, it's just we're coming into the year. I'm going to let Brandon get going next. I'm just super hyped for him coming into the year. Even if Godwin's healthy, even with Julio, I am still back on the Mike Evans train. I was off it last year. I didn't like it, but I'm back on it this year. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. In the beginning of offseason, I was all in on Mike Well, shoot, two weeks ago, I was all in on Mike Evans. Shoot, I even thought he had the chance of even finishing higher than what we have him ranked right here. Um, he's been a touchdown machine since Tom Brady's joined. 14 and 13 touchdowns in the last two years. Um, what's encouraging for him, although, you know, Godwin's having more positive news, they just added Julio Jones. This is a very high-volume pass offense. I mean, Tom Brady led the league in pass attempts last year through like 700 times. Um, he finished eight last year, and I honestly feel like he has more upside probably each category. I think he can get more catches, probably can get more touchdowns, and probably more yards um, just because I feel like he's going to be dependent on a lot this year. So that's how I feel on him. I'm going to keep it short because there's no no need to say anything else after what I'm about to say. His lowest targets ever, 109. His lowest yards ever, 1,006. In eight years in the NFL, he's had over 1,000 yards every single season and over 100 targets. There's, <laughs> there's, nothing, there's nothing else to say. You're going to get touchdowns. You're going to get – you're probably going to have three weeks with two touchdowns in one game. It's coming. Like, it's not even – you're expecting it. Believe in the proof in the pudding is what we're trying to tell you here. I don't like. I'm not gonna sit here and piggyback or say anything. The proof is in the pudding. That was gonna be my only thing. I main thing I had to say. Thousand yards every single year he's in the league. You can say it was barely a thousand some year. I don't care. He's at a thousand yards every single year he's been in the NFL, and I don't see it slowing down now. So I don't know. Like I said, I think he's probably easily a thousand to a, anywhere between a thousand and twelve hundred yard guy. Anywhere between eight to twelve or thirteen touchdowns. So like I said, I feel like you're drafting somebody with major security here. Coming in at number five, you know, coming in at number five. Oh, yeah, that's my guy. Coming in at number five, we had Devontae Adams. Um, yeah, I, guess I, wanted, I, I wanted him at number oh, four. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. Go ahead. Go. You said you want to hear the four? I wanted him at number four. Oh, okay. So now I see. Now we're about to back him into a corner. You suck, Brandon. Anyhow. I'll be in that corner. That's fine. With T. Higgins, I'll score. I'm not saying anything. But listen, all I'm saying is, and I get I get Devontae Adams going to a whole new different offense. He's not his comments were a little out of pocket, even though he clarified him about saying he's going from a Hall of Fame quarterback to a Hall of Fame quarterback. I don't I don't really think that's how it works. But Derek Carr is a damn good quarterback. I'll tell you that. Like he's borderline top ten, if not top ten, in a lot of people's book. He's not gonna get 169 targets. Let me just let me let's just make that clear now. We all in a room agree he's not getting that, but. We, we talk about this, but it varies between all of us. What is the floor for his targets? Floor? Uh, I mean, Renfro had a bare minimum. The bare minimum. Renfro had 128 last year, so I think the floor is probably like 140. You said the floor is 140. Whoa, see, that's exactly what, see, that's exactly what I'm talking about. That what? is when two completely different – that's a completely different ranking based off what y'all just said. They're going to give him um, more targets than what Renfro got last year. Yeah. I think, I think 130 to 140 is his floor. Yeah, I, I, I agree with that. I'm going to play devil's advocate here. Got a question. I wouldn't be surprised if he ended with 125. 
I got a question. I just wouldn't be surprised. What do you think the most touchdowns Derek Carr has thrown in a season was? Last year? No, I know. I know what was no, it last year? No, oh, no, no, no. no. His, MVP, his, his almost MVP season, no, he threw 41. Okay. 42. The most he's ever thrown was 32. Do you know how I many? I, I said 41. I, heard that stat I said 41 or 42. 30, it's 30, 32. 32. Do you is know it? how many times he's thrown over 30 touchdowns in his career? It wasn't, I think it's not a lot, like maybe two or something. <laughs> One. 2015 was the only time he threw over 30 touchdowns. Second highest besides that, 28, 27, and then nothing above 23. So I don't, I don't know if I can see 11. I mean, I can see 11, but like, I just, he's never, had, might be he's sticky. never had a number one wide receiver like this. That's true. Okay. I mean, I'll say this. All right. I, I was looking at Derek Carr just now. He finished number five in passing yards. He has 68% accuracy. Oh, the yards week. are going to be there. He's thrown for 4,000 yards. If the touchdown go up, he's a, Look, walking, he's a walking top seven. If the yeah, touchdown he up. had the same accuracy as Aaron Rodgers last year, 68%. But he threw 23 touchdowns. That's the same as Mac Jones and Big Ben. Bro through the same amount of touchdowns. That's as disgusting. Big Ben. And it's, it's the same thing I was saying about Tyreek Hill, bro. You're leaving a guy like Aaron Rodgers who's throwing 35-plus a year, and you're going to get somebody who threw 23 last year. It, I'm not going to say it's going to tear him down because, you know, the talent is there. Like, he's the, literally the best receiver in the league talent-wise. But, like, he's not. I don't think the touchdowns are going to be as easy unless they really, really change the offense. I mean, this is a tough one for all of us. We're kind of – we're just banking on the talent. And he's still going to a good quarterback. He's just not going to Aaron Rodgers. So, it's just tough. But I think we all would still be happy to have him on our team. Last question. At what point is it disrespectful when you see him in the draft? Like, is it disrespectful to you? Um, Mid-second, mid easily. If he's at the – if you're in a 10-man and he's at the 2-5 – and he's still there, and you don't. Oh yeah, him, you're you're off it because you could have Jamar. I mean, you could not not Jamar Chase. Thinking of you'd have Justin Jefferson and Devonte Adams if that were to happen. If he goes makes it back to the two five. So what is his ceiling in draft picks? I wouldn't be mad if you take him at the turn, at ten. Yeah. What is encouraging? Hunter Renfro did have nine touchdowns last year. I will say that. So like. I will just say if we ADP'd it out personally, it would be McCaffrey, Jonathan Taylor, Derrick Henry, Justin Jefferson, Cooper Cup, Austin Eckler, or Najee. So that's six and seven. Who am I forgetting? I'm forgetting the big I've been name. seeing Chase go around there, honestly. Like right after I mean, we know my opinions on here. I think even eight or nine. I'm just saying ADP was like ADP. Like I'm saying, if I was making my consensus rankings of what order I'm drafting, I think uh, the eighth or ninth, eighth or ninth. What pick. about Diggs? Oh, sorry. Yeah, Diggs would be eighth. So then it would probably be ninth. Ninth. Like I said at the turn. I think at the turn, I'm not mad if you take him. Once again, you could load up on Diggs and Devontae Adams at the turn, and then they're sick when you get back around, and then on the next turn you get James Conner and someone else. You're giving out too much sauce, man. I know. It's too much sauce. My secrets. Out there. He's spilling all the sauce everywhere. Call it skilly. Cooking but, up a whole draft. Oh, I've been waiting on this. Oh, yeah. Go ahead, go ahead. Tilly. Go ahead. I've been waiting on this. We got enough time, too. Oh, <laughs> coming at number four, we have Jamar Chase of the Cincinnati Bengals. Everybody, just be quiet. We're just going to let one man talk. Go ahead. We're not going to say nothing else. I don't even know why I'm making it like this. Like, like, okay. I mean, as, as for the guys who don't know, I mean, I've been having to debate this down, but Jamar Chase is probably the guy I'm most excited about this year. And I feel like he's getting a lot of hate, mainly from just these two guys, honestly. Okay. ADP-wise, I think it's he's not hate, man. It's hateful <laughs> he's being drafted. It's called realism. Okay, but look at this. Look at this. I don't think people are realizing what type of season we just saw this man have last year as a rookie. I did some research on him. Just one little fact. He literally holds the record for the second 
all time. He he holds the record for second all time for receiving yards by a rookie receiver. You know who finished third on that list in his rookie season? The best wide receiver in the NFL, Justin Jefferson. And I'll pull out I'll pull out another stat for you. He's not averaging 18 yards a catch again this year. All right, but do you know how many? Do you know how many how many catches um, Justin Jefferson had his rookie year? It was in the eighties, just like Jamar Chase. But I, in my opinion, I mean Jamar Chase. Just going back, to Jamar Chase. I mean he was offensive rookie of the year, finished third in receiving touchdowns last year, fourth in receiving yards last year. The ugly part is, yes, um, his his targets just aren't there like those those top five wide receivers that we're used to. Um, I I'm hoping that does go up this year, but a lot of that is like Tilly mentioned the pace of play. Um, but at the end of the day, I feel like the kid is special. He has that special connection with Joe Burrow. We've seen it since college where they were just breaking records in college. And there's no coincidence that after they drafted him, they literally went to the Super Bowl. Like, he's a major part of his team, major part of his future. And I honestly feel like he's on that same trajectory as a guy like Justin Jefferson. So, I don't see why, why he can't. And Joe, where did Justin, where did Justin Jefferson finish? Hey, 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 hey. Where did Justin Jefferson finish last year? Everybody hold the fuck up. I'm just going to ask you, are you done? Yes, go ahead. Before I get started. Go ahead. Are you done? Go ahead. Yes. For the sake of time, I'll let you go. Do you think he's going to average 18 yards catching? No. What do you have him at? Yards per carry? I don't know. I mean, I have to really dig into that. But my my main argument towards that is I feel like his volume will go up. I mean, he was a rookie last year. Do you think he will have as many deep touchdowns as he did last year, like 40, 50 yards plus? He could. No, I'm not asking. He was a rookie. It was his first time in the NFL. This this is this is why it's called. He played amazing. But this is why it's called a prediction. Will he? No, let me make something clear. We're not haters. It is the fact that I am a realist at his draft position and the amount of return you're getting from drafting a guy. How he's a risky. He's a risky stock. You're taking, Where did he, he finish last year? You're taking, let me Where finish. finish talk, last let year? me let me finish talking. He's got a. We Florida, gave you your time. He's got all a right, Florida right, ceiling sure. ratio. The scariest one in here. Yes, I agree. This floor is the most terrifying. That if you burn your eighth pick in the draft on Jamar Chase and he finishes wide receiver eighteen, you're going to be the sickest person in the room because you just lost your fantasy league because instead of. Taking Devontae Adams at the turn, you took Jamar Chase. But but for what reason would he oh, finish oh, eighteen? Okay, okay. Any, right. any other? How is that any different than De- Devontae Adams? Like, no, no. And he, you are you are right. You are right in that. But let me ask you this: How is this? All right. Let me ask you this: Out of every wide receiver we named in the top five, he could be the only one that's the number two on his team. Why is he the number two? It's possible. I'm saying they're not a world. All right, yes, he's possible. a possible number two. Yes. Can you say that about any other than the top five guys? Not, I don't know. Thielen was on a little pace last year. Oh hey, my god! No, you didn't. No, <laughs> yes, no. There's no way Thielen. Okay, okay, okay. Jefferson it's possible, like you said. <laughs> Till he take over. There's no. I get like what I you're said, saying, though. It wasn't, and for those of you confused about, okay, well, Joe and Tilly like Devonte Adams. Why is he not number four? It's because our consensus B would have had Jamar Chase at three, right? Yeah, three. Yeah, and Joe and I had him at five. So we took, or yeah, five. So the average was the fourth. And I got the last thing I'll say on him, and I'll make it clear again, I'm not a hater. I'm a hater on his draft position and the fact that his floor scares me and the arguably slowest offense in the NFL in a division that is very hard with a team that, yeah, they went to the Super Bowl last year, but in the division they play in, it wouldn't surprise anyone, I think, if they miss the playoffs. Am I wrong? Would you be surprised if the Bengals missed the playoffs? I wouldn't be surprised, just because, like you said, our division. Yeah, back to you, Brandon. We had a slight intermission. Um I'm just gonna say you better pray he has all those. He be, you better pray he has most of those deep bombs again, or you're gonna be screwed. Going in at number three, we have Stefan Diggs of the Buffalo Bills. Um, this is Tilly's fan favorite, so you can go ahead and get started. Uh, I mean, I just 
he's playing up on an offense with the best quarterback in the NFL, a team that doesn't run the ball very much. Uh, he had 165 targets last year and only caught 103 of them, 1,200 yards, 10 touchdowns. I think that this is going to be his top three year. He's going to finish top three, top five. I mean, we have him at three, so I think three. He was seventh last year, and you can get him in the second round. I think that uh, he's a very good pick for his spot. Well, for me, I mean, like you said, Tilly said he's probably going to be one of the most pass-heavy offenses, even when they get down to the goal line. They're running. There's probably going to be mostly with Josh Allen. So for me, I guess I'm just at the point where Diggs, he's going to be a target machine. Even if it's not 165, his floor for me is like 150. Maybe I'm exaggerating, but I feel like his floor has to be 150. I don't know where Brandon and Tilly are at, but I feel like his, he's at least going to give me 8 to 10 touchdowns, 11 to 1,200, and about close to 100 catches. So I, I don't know. I feel like all the upside in the world is there. And I'm with Tilly, though. I, I don't know how I'm feeling it this year. I think he's going to bounce back and probably be top three. All right. <laughs> I think these guys basically covered it all here. I mean, Diggs is a guy I finished with above 160 targets two years in a row. I don't really see that changing. Um, I would like to see his yards per target get yards per target get a little closer than what he had the year before. He went from 9.25 to 7.52. I think you really saw that kind of um firsthand when you look at his yards last year. But I think like Joe said, he'll bounce back this year and uh be used a little bit more downfield. Yeah. I mean, like I said, I'm with Dilly. I mean, to wrap this up pretty quickly, I think Diggs is a great pick early in the second round. I wouldn't be mad if you took him late in the first over Devontae or Jamar Chase or guys you believe he just might be better than. I wouldn't be upset at you. You know, I always say this logic. Even if you take him around early, then people think you should take him. If you don't think he's going to get back to you, then you're never taking him too early. Coming in at number two, uh, it's not a surprise. We have Cooper Cup of the Los Angeles Rams. Um, Yes, that is a surprise. That's a surprise. For me, I just don't think what, he's what not getting he's not getting 190 <laughs> targets again with 100 with 16 touchdowns. That's he insane. Have, he doesn't have to get 190 targets. But I, I mean, mean, what I'll say for him, I mean, I don't know why he's getting so disrespected this year. This is a guy he really I don't know. I don't think too many people know this. He broke the record for most fantasy points by a wide receiver ever in fantasy last year. Like he literally we just watched the best wide receiver season of all time. Um, that was even with Robert Woods played nine games last year. Odell f- finished off the back half of the season. But, I mean, this was a really pass-happy offense last year. And Allen Robinson is better than both of them. Even then, though. I mean, all right, so say he doesn't get 190 targets. What if he gets 175 targets? That's still probably going to be the most in the league. Like, this is a guy who I feel like. Is it? Jamar Chase got – or Justin Jefferson got 167 last year. In his second season. And that was with and but look, that was without Adam Thielen. That was with no Earth Smith. That was with no I mean, I know people are gonna hail on that, but like Earth Smith didn't play all last year. Like Judge Jefferson was relied upon like that. Like who and so knows was, that could go down. So was the passing game in LA, considering Cam Akers got hurt very early. That's fair. That's fair. But I mean I still don't think he's gonna. I still think he's gonna out target Justin Jefferson next year. I think he'll buy. He beat him in literally every stat this year. So I don't understand how nothing changed in Cooper Cup situation. But in case anyone's reason, wondering, Joe and I had Justin Jefferson at one. <laughs> you would add Cooper Cup at two. Let me let me or ask Cooper you this. Cup at one. Sorry. Who has a better Who has a better quarterback? Does Matt Stafford have a fixed elbow, or is he still going to be hurt? Oh my the whole God, season? No, no. Answer the question. Who has a better quarterback? Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup. And really, in my opinion, I feel like Judge Jefferson probably has a little more um, competition. I mean, when you factor in, I mean, uh, Dalvin Cook had a really down rushing year last year, touchdown-wise. Um, I think they have solid guys. I mean, you saw what type of touchdown guy Thielen was last year. And shoot, even uh, who's that, that third receiver? Osborne they had. I mean, you can laugh at it, but he was a solid, he was a solid receiver last year. He had seven touchdowns. So, I mean, I think Cooper Cup will probably have more touchdowns than Justin Jefferson as well. So, like, at what, at what statistic is Justin Jefferson going to beat Cooper Cup in? Like, what is going to put him above Cooper Cup is my question. That's what the okay. consensus ranking. I don't know why you're so Okay, upset. for me, I, I'll just say simply, maybe Cooper Cup will have all these crazy amount of receptions. Maybe I'm just dead wrong. And 
I'm not saying he's still going to have a crazy amount of receptions. I know this is not a surprise whatsoever. It's just. Bro, he's not scoring 16 touchdowns again. Right, so Justin Jefferson is going to have more down the field plays for sure. That's, right. I guess, is what matters. Well, who, do you, who do you think had more yards per catch last year? Probably Cooper, Cooper Cup, Cup, based on the fact that he had. That's what I'm saying. So, why? I'm saying if anybody, uh, if any other, if Devontae Adams did with Cooper Cup last I mean, we're year, we're project, we're projecting the future, not the past. Why, why are we? Why are we saying well, last year? Last well, we year. got because I mean it's, it's still relevant. That's why we're this is this is our thoughts about next year. And he had 1600 yards. I'm and saying, touchdowns. what, what, in what way do you think Justin Jefferson is going to increase to the point that's going to be where anywhere near what Cooper Cup just? Did? I think Justin Jefferson will have more yards than him this year, and I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if they have almost the same number of touchdowns. Yeah, we're acting like we're acting like the Rams aren't a better football team than the Vikings. They are. That's why I'm more okay. confident Cooper Cup. And their starting running back got hurt week one last year. So who's, they a better, who's a better running back, Cam Akers or Dalvin Cook? That's not that's not what I'm talking about. They're starting running that's, back. That's, got, you're talking running backs. I'm talking about week one. Their starting running back got hurt, so they can't rely on the guy that they thought was going to be their guy the whole season. So you've got to go back. That's the same think, thing that happened to Jefferson, though. Adam Thielen got hurt, so they had to rely on him more. No, I'm saying they had to rely on the passing game more than they probably would have liked to because Cam Akers was hurt. But dude had 190 targets. All right, say that goes down 20 targets. That's still do you think, do you, all right, do you, even 171. All right, sorry to interrupt. Even 170 is unrealistic for a lot of people. That's what that's I'm, a crazy you, number. All right, that honest. was unrealistic, and he did it. So, so okay, okay, what are the, what are the odds this, that happens Tilly, again? What are the odds that happens again? Slim to none. They have the same team. They're gonna run it back. Tilly, I'll say this and you continue. You were insurance. Based off where OBJ was last year in his career, and that's what I'm saying before I say my next comment. Allen Robinson may be the best number two Cooper Cup has played with. Like, based off where OBJ was last year in his career. Like, I just don't think – you could say Allen Robinson was so bad, but I just think that was just a bad situation. But I just want to Odell know, stayed in Cleveland, Odell would have been any better than Allen Robinson was. Do you think Robinson would be better than um, Adam Thielen? I think it's very possible. I, I'm not going to say he will. I just say I think they're so I think they're in the same range for me. I, like true, they're really in the same exact range. I, I feel it's fair, but I get what you guys are saying, but I don't know statistically. I and I was I, you could say the seven touchdowns. Statistically, statistically, it's number. not gonna. Statistically, it's probably not gonna happen again. But you could say the same thing for Jefferson. Jefferson could go down and target. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like, like, why why is he well getting this treatment when literally nothing changed? Same quarterback. Same offense, like what? What did he get hurt? Did, did something happen? What, I don't what, know. What what percent of Matthew Stafford's targets do you think or uh, yards do you think Cooper Cup got? A lot. Forty percent. Do you do you know like? Do you realize like what we're talking about here? Like even when Julio Jones was the most I'm saying, dominant. All right, me, if it goes me, down, when Julio Jones was the most dominant fantasy wide receiver, he only had twenty five percent of Matt Ryan's yards. Matt Stafford threw for almost five thousand yards last year, and he yeah, threw forty. Nah. He threw forty-one touchdowns. Do you know how many times in his career he's thrown more than thirty-five touchdowns? Twice know. in twelve seasons. He's playing he's for the more Rams than thirty-five. Now. It's a whole other situation. That's what I'm saying. Like I think. Well, I just, he he threw forty. He threw forty-one with Detroit when he in twenty eleven. That's just that's just all on him though. But like I, I mean, he's a great he's a great quarterback, and I think it showed this year with the Rams, and it's no coincidence that. Cooper Cup did what he did the same year Matt Stafford came. So I don't see how it's changing next year. So how many yards is he getting? I don't know, but I'm saying he had almost two two thousand last year. If that drops, oh, is he dropped to 1,700? 1, That's ridiculous. I'm just curious. Like, how many yards right, is he you getting? can take it; it can drop, but like drop to what? Okay, what if he what if he only has like fourteen? I'm I'm being asked an honest question. That's, That's still a, a hot. That is four, still, I'm about to say fourteen. That's what Justin Jefferson had last year. No, 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 no. But that's my point. Like, Just are you sure? Sixteen hundred, and that's uh, okay. That's his you're floor. Giving, you're, you're giving the, I mean, not yet, but you're giving a feel that like you're like he's not going to get any less than sixteen or seventeen. I'm just saying, like, there's you a know possibility. How- like, it's it's hard for a guy to drop what four hundred yards the next season. I mean, it's possible, but like, it is very possible when your when your last season was so high. I have a question. Do you know how many wide receivers have had, have had over 1,700 yards in a single season? Probably not many. 
it's happened nine times. You really think it's going to happen twice and back? I'm not saying, okay, I, I, I get what you guys are saying. I don't think he's going to do the same exact thing. Of course, like that's ridiculous. But I'm just saying the, the amount of separation he created last year, how does he move down? To, like if a running back had that type of separation, if a tight end had a separation, they're going to be the I mean, number one again. Like Christian, why is he dropping up, number one? I'll put a comparison for you. We're all, all three of us think Christian McCaffrey is the number one pick. Well, yeah. Jonathan Taylor created way more separation than Christian McCaffrey would have necessarily done. Is what I'm saying is Jonathan, Jonathan Taylor had to, what was Jonathan Taylor's stats last year? Were they not insane? They were insane, but I think I, I can't say that's more than what McCaffrey's capable of. No, but what I'm saying is Jonathan Taylor we averaged 21 fantasy points a game, hit 18 touchdowns, and we're disrespecting him by putting him. We we obviously in our rankings episode we have a number one. But before this call, we you agreed that McCaffrey's our number one if we're picking. That's because that. we know what McCaffrey's capable of. When Justin Jefferson, dude, Cooper Cup just finished above Justin Jefferson last year. Do you think that Justin Jefferson's skill set he's not capable of getting? I seven. believe he can finish number one, but I'm just saying, why is Cooper Cup out of? That's more of a leap of faith than saying than moving Cooper Cup out of the number one, in my opinion. Like he think, literally had like what oh, 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 the third the third year jump is a real thing. And if any, if he's gone, if he went up 42 targets last year and 20 receptions and went up three touchdowns, I don't see why he can't go up again. Now, I'm not saying he's going to because 167 targets is still a lot too. But even if he gets 160 again and catches 110 passes and has the same yards, he's still going to like. Uh, All I'm saying is from upside perspective, Cup has finished top five twice in his career, PPR. Justin Jefferson finished top five twice in his first two years, yeah. or top six. I'm I sorry, get, his first two it. years. Yeah. Like, so it's not like we're not disrespecting Cup, and I'm not meaning so they don't have exactly the same reasons. It's just I, Cooper Cup can be absolutely the greatest player in the world. I'm not wrong for saying Justin Jefferson will be greater. Like, that's just what my belief is. Cooper Cup can have an amazing season. I don't think Justin Jefferson will be better than that. That's that's like my last thing. Everyone, that's why we have this so that we can disagree. But I like I physically, I mentally cannot think like I hope the Cooper Cup proves me wrong and I hope he's number one wide receiver again. But I cannot see a world where he goes for seventeen hundred yards after one for nineteen hundred. Like these but defense, are, Brandon, these defense, you can go for fifteen. You can go for fifteen hundred and be number one receiver though. I know, but I'm saying personal opinion that if he goes for fifteen hundred, I genuinely think that Jamar Chase is going for fifteen hundred at least again. So it's really going to come down to touchdowns. And like I said, I don't think 19 touchdowns again or however many 16 is happening. I think whatever Cooper Cup touchdowns, I think he will out. He will have more touchdowns than Justin Jefferson. But I'm willing to bet that. Okay. At this point, let's just mix it all in. Our number one receiver is Justin Jefferson. There you guys go. Okay. Let's just have the debate. Go ahead. And then no, that's the best way to address all this. Honestly. He's also like, he also caught 145 of the 191 targets. Yes. That's a lot. Cooper like cup of coffee. Come on, man. So I mean, like hop on the wagon, man. No, he's gonna be great. We're not saying he's not gonna <laughs> I was be just great. Saying, I'm not, like, yeah. We just think Justin Jefferson has a little bit more. Like there's nothing wrong with that. I got you. I that's I have I'm, I have nothing else to say. Okay, so what what is the floor for both of you guys, Brandon? Not Dilly. For both of these guys? Three. Yeah, three. I don't think the lowest, yeah. The, yeah. The lowest they'll both go is three. I'm sure we can all agree on that. I don't think that they're going to drop further than that. And I get you trying to play your case, but why are you arguing me like I'm like I'm committing suicide, literally, or committing homicide? Like, for literally saying, nah, I mean, it was the last case, two guys. Or, I mean, I mean, Justin Jefferson could be better. Like, okay, so. What is the downside for Cooper Cup? Like, if you love him so much, you need to also realize, like, what, what, do, what do you think the downside? I didn't see a downside last year. And I know you guys so want to pull up the old stats. His, no, because I, I know you guys are going to pull up his old stats, but I'm saying that was with Jared Goff. This is all I, all I can look at is what I saw last year with him and Matt Stafford. And I, I mean, think, I can't. And that's fair enough. I think the downside is that I just said it before that he's coming back. Cam Akers is coming back in. 
And I, I think, think they're, they're going to they, dramatically. I do. I think they're going to want to run the ball more. But that's all. Does Jefferson have a downside? Yeah, it's the same thing. Dalvin Cook establishes the run. They both have the same downside. Adam Thielen is not I, – I, we're not predicting injury, but Adam Thielen's not playing every single game this year. You can say that about Robinson. Okay. But I'm just still we, – we agree to disagree. It's okay. That's why we're here. Uh, yeah. That's why you won't post your rankings in the spreadsheet because you want to change them later during the season. <laughs> Yeah, I'm good on this. Yeah. Take us home. I'll take us home. Tuck in your shirts. That's right. <laughs> Listen, all I'm going to say is Justin Jefferson for wide receiver one. God damn it. I don't <laughs> care what Brandon is talking about. I don't care what he's talking about right now. Listen, but the thing is, I am absolutely sure we put a great we put together a great consistent ranking because one of these two guys will finish number one. I will be very upset. If, as long as it's not Jamar Chase, I'm okay. As long as it's not Jamar wow. Chase, I promise I'm okay. Because I can't hear that in my ear. And the fact that you're over here hyping up the Bengals receiver <laughs> like that, you have no respect with the Steelers jersey on. You're disgusting. Come on, man. Yeah. I'm not blind. I'm not blind. <laughs> okay, last question, and we'll get into this a little more. Dark Horse defended wide receiver one. Anybody. Or you know what better fit? I know dark horse, to fin- dark horse dark horse to finish top seven. Anybody that's not in the top seven. Michael Putman. Not in the top seven. Brandon uh, Cooks. Mine is Michael Pittman or no, I'm saying a bold on my statement. T Higgins, goddammit. I'm gonna say Mike Williams. Yeah, I'm going to go again. There we go. <laughs> Anything else you guys got to say? I'm good. Good debates. We all good? That was the most I ever heard Brandon Tilly go at it. We'll talk about this. Uh, off <laughs> Back against Listen. the wall, man. Gotta sw- I got a swing. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you guys as always for listening and tuning in. I know it's a little bit longer than home, but we're finally rounding off of our receiver rankings. We're going to finish off rankings with tight ends next week. And then, um, yeah, then we're going to get into our High Rollers episode featured by our editing chief, Michael Tilly, and all that good stuff. And uh, we'll, we'll have some good plans for you guys coming up in the month of August as you guys are starting to get into draft, you know, really, really into draft season. Um, but thank you guys for listening. As always, you can follow us on all social media at Podcast EZS and uh, share, with, share and follow. And we appreciate all the support.